His Love Christian Fellowship is excited to share this podcast with you. We hope you enjoy this message. And your love forever. I love that song. I think that's exactly what God's doing with the body of Christ. First time I heard that, I was like, whoa. Oh, well, I want to thank God for all the grandparents here. There's a lot of grandparents here for baptized children, grandchildren. And so if you were a grandparent here, I want you to stand. Uh, one of the children. Now, I think that's a great group, and Ron and I are part of that group. So, yay! <laughs> and we welcome you. Thank you for coming and, and uh, enjoying our joy. That was awesome. Father, I just want to thank you this morning for uh, just the joy you give. Lord, what would we do without you? What would we do? Come, Holy Spirit. And Lord, I just pray that we'll go away today with more power and strength and revelation from you. In Jesus' name. Well, this is kind of a review. It's not uh, anything new for most of us, but I just have been thinking about it a lot. It's been on me a lot, and so I just wanted to share. First of all, prayer is about hunger. Prayer is about hunger for the manifest kingdom of God. That's just what prayer is. And I've been thinking about prayer a ton lately. I had a dream, and in the dream, it was what Jesus had prayed for. And I've always read uh, John 17 and went, that's all going to be answered because Jesus prayed it. It's going to be answered. So if you want to see something that's going to be answered completely, read John 17. Because Jesus prayed it and it will be completely answered. But in this dream that I had, we were all singing and worshiping. And it was every race, every color, um, every, you know, gender, everything. Uh, uh, young, old. And we were all worshiping. I don't know if we were singing. We were worshiping. And we were in a huge, huge circle. And, and um, I don't know that I even saw the end of the circle, but we were in a huge circle. And the thing that was so unusual in the dream is that we were totally like we were one heart. It was like one heart completely with everyone. I had strangers standing next to me, but we were one heart and we were one voice, and we had no personal agendas but to love God together, and we were all looking up. No agendas but to love God together. Anyway, I had been having, and I've had it for oh, quite a few years now, just a jaw thing when the weather changes and my jaw hurts and, and my ear hurts. And Anyway, in this dream... It was hurting real bad, and I don't know if it was, you know, in real life or not, but it was hurting, and it was instantly healed, but that wasn't the purpose of what was going on. The purpose was that we were loving God with one heart. The atmosphere of unity of this loving God with one heart was heaven, and in heaven, 
healing happens. And I woke up and the Lord said, that's what I'm doing. And that's the new move. And that's what's going to happen. There is going to be so much love and so much unity among the people of God that we may be across the world. And I've, I've always been amazed that we not only have the same Holy Spirit, but that God will be saying something to somebody across the ocean. And it'll be the exact same word that he's been speaking to me. And I'm always amazed, but he's, he's like, you don't understand, you're already one. But I'm going to produce a unity that you've never seen in your life. So saying that, years ago, uh, we had a prophet come and speak two words to us. And honestly, when I hear prophets and they speak words, especially if they're corrective, I listen. Because I believe that the Bible says, if you'll listen, you'll receive the reward. And I want the reward of what they say. And this, these, this prophet said, first of all, don't be critical. They said, your, your eyes are too little. Don't look at the circle of me. Don't look at just what's going on here. And honestly, in a small church, in a small community, we all know one another and we all know each other's problems, which is wonderful. That is a wonderful thing because then we are there to support and love if there's not criticalness there. I know with John and Jess right now walking through, he had appendicitis, and they're walking through that, and it was just a struggle because it was like we've not realized what it's like not to have mom and dad not there to take care of the kids, and we're, we, no one knows us, and we pay a babysitter. And I'm like, there is something to having your family cover you and be with you. Yes, you do know each other, and you know each other's strengths, and you know each other's flaws. And guess what? It's really okay. He loves us like that. Anyway, the word was, don't be critical of yourselves. So I can tell you for most people, the criticalness is, and that's Lauren Daigle's song, don't be critical of yourselves or others, or others. Rather embrace with love all your differences. You know, a good marriage is just embracing differences. It really is. Ron and I are salt and pepper. We're, we're, we are. We're just totally opposite. He's slow, I'm fast. S seriously. He, he has things that he wants done right that I'm like, I don't care. You know, it, it, that, but those differences I like in him. It makes us uh, able to do things that we couldn't do. And the differences I have in me, he loves in me. I'm telling you, I love all of our differences here. I love the differences of the body of Christ and the different callings on the body of Christ. Some churches are extremely evangelistic. I would like that calling. But I can tell you, we're all called to evangelism. We're all called to prayer, which is what I'm going to talk about. We're all called to evangelism, but some people, that is their focus. God says, this is what I want you to do. And he called this church a house of prayer. The prophecy and the prophetic word is you are a house of prayer. And God wants to use your prayers, your united prayers, to change the world. Don't ever lose your house of prayer. And that's what they said. Don't ever lose it. And I, t I can tell you, we have had some thin hours where it was only a few of us that would pray. And I'm not talking just Wednesday night. I'm talking people were worn out. Because why? It's the call. 
We are called to see our nation change. We are called to see the glory of the Lord cover the earth. We are called to see Jerusalem become a praise in the earth. We are called. It is a calling. Now, I believe all believers carry that call, just like all believers carry an evangelistic call. But some do do better in different calls because we all have different gifts. Well, this call on this church was a house of prayer. That was to be a place where we prayed constantly. Well, we pray for all the other churches. We pray for all. We pray for the works of God. So both of these calls on us as a church body have come against us, and we've been tested over them. But over the years, love and worship and unity has grown, and our heart of prayer has grown. There has been so many words lately about this prayer movement rising up again. And I can just tell you that God's going to do it in a way that we've not done before. It's going to be fresh and new because the Holy Spirit always is. But it is coming again, and it's coming like a flood. And I can tell you the reason it is is because revival always comes with prayer. The works of God always come. There has to be a people that are praying. It has to be a people that are letting the prayers come out of their hearts night and day. Three words have come out on the Elijah list. Two dire warnings. And I, I want to warn us today because it is so important for us to pray for our president. This one was from John Kilpatrick. And many, many others confirmed this. The great attacks on our president. Now, I am not going to talk about the man and be critical of who he is or what he's done. I'm not. I, because I'm going to tell you, you know, I believe what Jesus said. You who are without sin, be the first to throw the stone. But I am going to tell you the agendas the man has are the things we prayed for. First of all, Jerusalem has become the capital of Israel. That is incredible, and it is prophetic, and it is a sign and a wonder. And he didn't care what anyone thought. He is fighting abortion. He wants it ended in his term. There has already been 60 million murders. 60 million. Can you imagine if we had that on anything else? Do you know that our school shootings and all the things that we have of violence, they've escalated and said it was 36%. If somebody probably saw this on the news, it's only a little over 1% of our nation. We are not a violent nation. But we are violent when we kill our unborn and say that we have a right to kill them. God has got to remove that from our nation. Or I believe this whole identity crisis that's come is because we have killed our own unborn. And God is going, I want to end it in your time. Do you, do you realize how deep that matters to me? Another one is the immigration laws. And what, no matter what you think on it, I had a dream. And we'd gone to Lou Engels, the cause, and... There was a bunch of the kids, and we went to Lou Engels, and God had given me a dream. And in the dream, it was President Bush, and some of you may remember it. And President Bush was in office, and two angels were standing beside me. And he said, the mandate on President Bush is to end this immigration problem and begin to heal what's going on now. And the other one was abortion. And the angels were weeping, and they said, do you think this is too hard? And I said, no, Lord. And we prayed that there at the cause, that it was not too hard for that man to carry that mandate. Well, it didn't happen. 
And so it's now. And so you're probably talking 20 million more babies now. And you guys know how, how the immigration problems have escalated in our nation. And God wants to heal that. He wants to heal it so that we can have revival across the borders. And we can have love happening all the way around. The other thing is there is prayer in the White House. He had 120 Christians represented from ministers from many, many denominations, and he warned them, and he said, it isn't just me they're going to take out of office. Persecution for the Christians is going to rise up so greatly if you all do not get on your knees and begin to pray. And he asked them to tell the people, pray. Pray, because I believe we're in an hour where God wants to send revival, and he also wants to revive our nation. Can you imagine? In God we trust, our flag is out, and, and abortion is done. Can you imagine the freedom that is going to come in our nation to have that? The flag is, is, is honored. We're not going to be dishonoring what men and women have paid for. You guys, we have so much freedom. We do not have to fear that we're here this morning. We do not have to fear that somebody is, uh, is getting ready to take our homes over. We, are n we don't have to fear any of that because somebody paid that price. And I feel like every time the flag is dishonored, we are dishonoring all of the military and all of the people that have paid a price for our nation to be like it is. So I'm telling you these things because they're words from the Lord to the church. But our call, people, is to pray. Our call has been a, a call that has never stopped. When God puts a call on a people, he doesn't say, well, I know you're all going through a hard time, and so I understand why you're not praying anymore. He doesn't say that. He says, I'll help you. I'll give you what to pray. News stories have been exposed for the lies of the um, for the lies they are talking about, all of the economy is reba rebounding. All of this stuff it would be overturned if the president's overturned, and prayer is our agenda. Now, we've seen God answer our prayers, and we've seen God. He's not failed us yet, and we've seen him answer over and over. And I feel, you know, I found out, I did the, Ron did the Ancestry.com, and i got to figure that one out, but... I am English to the bone, you know, and I'm just like, what in the world? And I thought, and I know that I could be a D.A.R., daughter, daughter of the revolution, and I knew that my, my ancestors were part of the revival that happened in England and came over to the United States. So I have that heart for revival and for that work of God in me. Now we've seen God answer our prayers. And some are taking longer than others. A lot of us would, would, would want to give up. But our lives are a breath. If you ask something in a breath and it doesn't come, a hundred years later, it's still your breath that prayed it. It's still your answers to prayer. And I'm not quitting because I'm going to see the answers whether I'm in heaven watching them or whether I'm on earth watching them. And I want to see the end of abortion. I want to see the end of these things in our lives. We are never allowed to let down and quit. Never.
God has given us the prayer language. He has given us a spirit of prayer. He has given us these things, and we need to be moving in them. I feel like in October we need to have a 21-day fast. Most of the leadership is fasting now. We've been fasting at least two to three days a week right now. You're welcome to join us. But I believe in October we need to have a 21-day fast for our nation that we would continue, we would not have impeachments and problems that, that the enemy wants to bring up. But last and but not least, the great awakening and the revival. We need a hunger God, for God where people are desperate for the, the, the spirit of God in their lives. We need a hunger for God. Bron and I prayed on the way in for all of the drug homes that where they've gotten high on drugs and they've gotten, and, and, and Owen County is deep in that, that they would no longer find pleasure in that, that that somehow they would begin to hunger. There's more. There's more than where we're at. And God has that more. And that we would come into that place. The other word that God had given us was increased prayer with new fresh leadings from the Holy Spirit. So I just want to say, Holy Spirit, lead us. So I just want to read some words of Jesus. First of all, Jesus had done miraculous signs and wonders. He had done all kinds of things, and I'm at Luke 11. And he had already moved in incredible things. I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. And one day, as Jesus was in prayer, one of his disciples came over to him as he finished, and he said, would you teach us a model of prayer so we can pray, just like John did for his disciples? So Jesus taught them this prayer. Our Heavenly Father, may the glory of your name, which was my dream, be the center on which our lives turn. Would the glory of you be the center on which our lives turn? May your Holy Spirit come upon us and cleanse us. Manifest your kingdom here on earth and give us our needed bread for the coming day. I want you to hear something. This is daily, Jesus was saying, pray this. Jesus was saying, get up in the morning before you've even eaten your bread and begin to pray. Begin to ask God for those things. And give us our needed bread for the coming day. He's saying daily. Forgive our sins, and we all have them, and we all have and probably will more than we want to. As we forgive and release forgiveness over everyone that's ever sinned against us, that means people that have not treated us nice, that means anything that we would release, and I just do. Right now, I declare and release forgiveness. I release forgiveness. Lord, cleanse the church of grudges. Cleanse us of anything that holds on to you hurt me or whatever the things are. Let us forgive. If we aren't forgiving, how can we ask our nation to come into unity and forgiveness? How can we ask those who don't know to come into unity and forgiveness if we're not forgiving? Jesus said to pray it daily. Release forgiveness to those that you might have a little bit of an offense towards and rescue us every time we get tested. Then Jesus gave this illustration. Imagine what would happen if you were to go to one of your friends in the middle of the night and pound on his door and shout, please, do you have some food you can spare? A friend just arrived at my house unexpectedly, and I have nothing to serve him. 
But your friend says, why are you bothering me? Go to the store. It's 24 hours there. No, anyway. But your friend says, why are you bothering me? The door's locked and my family and I are all in bed. Do you expect me to get up and give you food? But listen, because of your shameless impudence, even though it's the middle of the night, and God loves our audacity like that. He loves for us to be audacious in our prayers like that. Because of your shameless impudence, even though it's the middle of the night, your friend will get up out of his bed and give you all that you need. So it is with your prayers. He wants impudence in your prayers that you push the envelope, that you ask beyond. And then Jesus said, ask and you will receive. Seek and you will discover. Knock on heaven's door and it will one day open for you. Every persistent people, person will get what he asks for. Every persistent seeker will discover what he needs. And everyone who knocks persistently will one day find an open door. Let me ask you this. Do you know any father who would give his son a snake on a plate when he was serving when he asked for a serving of fish? Of course not. Do you know any father would give his daughter a spider when she had asked for an egg? Of course not. If, imper if, per if imperfect parents know how to lovingly take care of their children and give them what they need, how much more will the perfect heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit's fullness when his children ask him? How much more? Have you prayed enough? How much more? Is, is, is all that you're asking for happen? No. How much more. Jesus said, keep on knocking, keep on seeking, keep on. Do not give up. I'm going to tell you it's a call in this house. Now, Jesus was calling everyone to it, all of his disciples, but it is a call of this house. And here's another scripture to help us. And in a similar way, this is Romans 8, 26, the Holy Spirit takes hold of us in our human frailty to empower us in our weakness. For example, at times we don't even know how to pray or know the best things to ask for, but the Holy Spirit rises up within us to super intercede on our behalf, pleading to God with emotional sighs too deep for words. Have you ever felt the Holy Spirit searching and asking in you. I have. I felt such yearnings for him to move and do. So we are convinced that every detail, wait a minute, God the searcher of the heart knows fully our longings. Yet he also understands the desires of the spirit because the Holy Spirit passionately pleads before God for us, his holy ones, in perfect harmony with God's plan and our destiny. So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good news into our lives. We are his lovers who've been called to fulfill his designed purpose. I know that God has called us at this house to pray.
I know he's called us to love. He's called us not to be critical. He's called us to say he's good and to believe and to share it with our neighbors. He's called us to give. But first of all, he's called us to pray. I, I ran off some scriptures, and I want us to stand, and I wanted the uh, worship team to come up, too, because we're going we're gonna to pray these scriptures together, and then I want to sing a song. Everybody got one? No, I'll wait until everybody's getting them, because the kids don't have any still over here. If you didn't get one, put your hand up. And here's some, the kids need one there. Everybody got one up here too? Okay. We're going we're gonna to sing before we um, play. I mean, we're going to read the, these scriptures before we play. Now, these, these scriptures are all through the New Testament. And I don't see that it says one specific person. I see that it says all. But I want to read the bottom one first to us. David built there an altar to the Lord and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. So the Lord heeded the prayers for the land, and Israel's plague was stayed. I felt like the Lord gave me that as a word today for our nation. If we would pray, God would heed our prayers, and the plague would be stayed. So let's just read together. 1 Timothy 2.1 First of all, then I admonish and urge that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be offered on behalf of all men. 1 Corinthians 14.15 Then what am I to do? I will pray with my spirit by the Holy Spirit that is within me, but I will also pray intelligently with my mind and understanding. I will sing with my spirit by the Holy Spirit that is within me, but I will sing intelligently with my mind and understanding also. Ephesians 6, 18. Pray at all times on every occasion in every season, in the spirit, with all manner of prayer and entreaty. To that end, keep alert and watch with strong purpose and perseverance, interceding in behalf of all the saints, God's consecrated people. James 5.16 Confess to one another, therefore, your faults, your slips, your false steps, your offenses, your sins, and pray also for one another that you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available. Dynamic in its working. Ephesians 3.20 
Now to him who by in consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us is able to carry out his purpose and to do super abundantly far over and above all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. Colossians 4, 2. Be earnest and unwearied and steadfast in your prayer life, being both alert and intent in your praying with thanksgiving. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 Be unceasing in prayer, praying perseveringly. 1 Timothy 2.3 For such praying is good and right, and it is pleasing and acceptable to God our Savior. Jude 1.20 But you, beloved, build yourselves up, founded on your most holy faith, make progress, rise like an edifice, higher and higher, praying in the Holy Spirit. 2 Samuel 24:25. David built there an altar to the Lord and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. So the Lord heeded the prayers for the land and Israel's plague was stayed. Thank you for listening to this message.